Hey, DJs, it is Tuesday, January 9th. We're going to talk some NFL, college football, and then make some bets in NBA and NHL. I'm Mad Max. Join me, the one and only Sex Panther. We're back, but Sex Panther, my condolences. Um, Yeah, this is about all the college football we're going to talk about. Congratulations, blah, 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 to that team up north. Yay. Um, get rid of Harbaugh and moving on. That's it. Yep. Team up north of Panther, I guess west of me northwest kind of northwest i'm uh, i'm trying to look at a map in my head yeah it's it's more it's yeah. northwest it's northwest ish right yeah it's like where i'm at west of detroit yeah um yeah so the wolverines they won the national championship harbaugh uh, i mean he was already non-committal when they asked him what his future holds and i think uh i think this is it i think this is i Got the national championship. He brought a national championship uh, to that uh, program. He's done. He's coming to the NFL, so watch out. Uh, and there's a lot of teams that uh, have openings, Sex Panther. Let's uh, good transition, good segue into the NFL. Um, let's look at the open coaching positions. Open coaching positions, NFL. All right, open coaching jobs, NFL. All right. Um, so far, we have... Five, it looks like, as of right now. There could be more. A lot of GMs fired, too. Um, the teams without head coaches. All right, so the Carolina Panthers, we already knew they were without Frank Reich. They'll be interested in Harbaugh. They talked to Harbaugh last time, so they'll talk to him again. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders seems like Pierce could get the job, but we'll see. He, he I think he won five and four. Right, he had nine games. Yeah, and of those four losses, I mean, they were really competitive in uh, in most of those. So, um, knocking off the Chiefs, big big win. I'm, actually, they won three games under him within the division in the half season that he was the coach. Jeez, oh, wow. Yeah, they they uh, I mean, quasi made a playoff run. You know, towards the end, they they made things interesting. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers, Brandon Staley, of course, out. That could be a really you know, good job for Mr. Harbaugh. Uh, Arthur Smith, he's out of uh, from the Falcons, and he went out guns blazing because he was pissed off <laughs> in his last game uh, with the uh, Jameis Winston and and, and crew uh, mutinying the final fucking uh, uh, victory formation kneel down and decided to get a touchdown. Arthur Smith went out fucking pissed off, so he's out of a job. And of course, Ron Rivera without a job. Um, a man that still has a job is Bill Belichick. He was pretty open for Bill Belichick's, I guess, history. He he kind of talked about it and said, hey, you know, I'm still under contract. That's the first time he's mentioned contract in 24 fucking years. He's like, hey, I'm still under contract. Uh, if I come back to coach next year, I'd be open to uh, not being GM as well and letting someone else pick the personnel. So... At 71, 72 years old, however the old he is, he's uh, showing some growth, Sex Panther. Bill Belichick showing some growth, but is it enough to keep him in New England? 
I mean, maybe. He has a very good relationship with Robert Kraft. Um, I think the growth maybe have to do with a little bit of humility in that it's the only place that he probably would maintain any kind of say-so because anybody else that would potentially hire him, um, I can't believe that they would give him... It's just something that went away a long time ago with, with like Bill Parcells and Mike Holmgren. There just seemed to be that separation of letting Coach be GM. Um, he's like one of the last dinosaurs that's been allowed to do it. And um, I I don't know how everybody feels about him. I know I'm the post-Tom Brady era is really making me look down on him because his record without Tom Brady is not good. You know, pre-New England and, and you know, post-Tom Brady, um, it, it's not very good. I was listening to the uh, Four Letter Network and NFL Network yesterday while driving, and it just seems like there's a big hoopla about, oh, if you got a chance to get Belichick, like, you're going to jump all over that. And I'm like, really? Like, really? You want a dinosaur instead of one of the young up-and-coming coordinators from a, a good team? I I don't know what I honestly, you know, hearing that and then you and I in our conversations and how we feel about Belichick, I really don't know what the pulse is on a guy like Bill Belichick. If I'm an owner, he's not on my radar. Whether I'm New England or anybody else, I'm ready to move on from Bill Belichick. I'll put it this way. If as it is right now, if it's Harbaugh and Belichick that are available and I'm an owner of an NFL team. I'm looking at Harbaugh, and and, and 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 you know, I know Belichick's been what three years since he won a Super Bowl. It hasn't been that long since he last won a Super Bowl, but it feels like fucking ages. And the moment that Tom Brady left, and then he left, and he won a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, and this New England team has just kind of like looked like crap and Bill Belichick has had, a, you know, the opportunity to fucking pick his, his, his ingredients to cook the meal with. He's made bad fucking uh, coordinator decisions. I mean, just ask the fucking Eagles and we'll get to them in a fucking minute of, <laughs> of, of what Matt Patricia can fucking do to your team. And Bill Belichick decided to put him ahead of his fucking offense last year for some fucking in, insane reason. Um, it just seems to me like Belichick, his best move should actually just be to retire. Don't get fired. Don't go to another team. Just say, you know, uh, I've had a great career. I won X amount of championships. I was on that New York Giants team. Got to coach, you know, uh, Lawrence Taylor and all this shit, you know. And uh, at this point in time, um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm okay to walk away. That's what he should do. In my opinion, um, another potential coach opening and opening in quarterback, maybe uh, Chicago Bears. Uh, Matt Eberfluss has gone 10, 24 in two seasons over there. This year showed some promise, showed some promise with Justin Fields. But if you look at Justin Fields uh, final interview, it was kind of like a potential goodbye. I doubt that happens. I think they got to keep this fucking kid. But is Eberfluss out? Do they bring in maybe say? Hey, would Harbaugh go to Chicago and, as we mentioned, coach a fucking uh, Ohio State kid? Um, I mean, Harbaugh would definitely go to Chicago, but I think Eberfluss and Fields are tied together. There, there's if you're going to get rid of one, you got you're going to get rid of both, and I don't like it. I, I think the Chicago Bears need to keep their head coach and need to keep Justin Fields. Justin Fields. 
And the Chicago Bears, when he was on the field, are a playoff team. They they lost a few games when he was injured. Um, and they, on this last run of, I think it was about six games, they were one of the best teams offensively and defensively. Um, they just got to get him help. This is the, We're going to regurgitate the same shit we said last year. Get this kid some help. They got him DJ Moore. They improved the offensive line. And now they got to shore up that defense a little bit. Um, but the Bears are knocking on the door. I think if they get rid of Everfluss and get rid of Fields, they're starting over. They're they're like the Carolina Panthers. They're the they're New England. They're the Jets. They're starting over. And I think they set themselves back two or three years. I think Fields is the guy. The the teammates love him. The locker room loves him. The fan base loves him. I believe it'd be a huge mistake for them to let Justin Fields go. And if they do trade him or whatever they're going to do with him, there will be a number of teams chasing him down. Yeah, Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons would absolutely, I mean, that would be like the Michael Vick 2.0 sans dogfighting, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you'd get him uh, back in. uh, Pittsburgh would absolutely murder for this guy. So, I mean, there's a lot of teams out here that I think the – uh, the identity of their team could really fit with how this kid plays ball and, and get some weapons around him. Totally agree. All right, let's look at the playoff bracket, and, and I got a couple of storylines to kind of talk about out of these playoffs. Again, we'll talk more about the playoffs tomorrow. Wednesday, typically our DGen rank day. We'll do kind of more of like a confidence rank or a playoff preview tomorrow. This is more just who got in. And who's out in a couple of storylines as a result of that. In the AFC, we already knew the Ravens. They got the top seed, so they have a bye. And they kind of had a bye uh, this past week because they just kind of folded to the Steelers. Which means the Steelers are in. The Steelers are in the seventh seed. Taking on... And, you know, we've been saying this all season how how much the uh, the Buffalo Bills were a dominant team. And we're going to be the number two seed in the AFC. And the Buffalo Bills are the, the two seed. In the AFC, we all saw that coming. We didn't bury them at all. So, <laughs> go Buffalo. Uh, they're the two seed, taking on the Steelers, the seventh seed. Chiefs are the third seed, taking on the number six Dolphins. Uh, the Texans, they won the South. Go C.J. Stroud. Uh, the Texans won the South, taking on the Browns uh, as the fifth seed. In the NFC, the 49ers, of course, received a bye. The Cowboys ended up winning the NFC East, so they're the two seed taking on the seven seed Packers. So you got the Mike McCarthy revenge game in that one. Uh, Lions, they're the third seed taking on the six seed Rams. We called that one. Can't wait to fucking see that. Matt Stafford returns home, see if he knocks out the Lions from the playoffs. And then the Buccaneers, they won the NFC South and taking on the Eagles, who let the uh, NFC East. Uh, Fall from their grasp with a loss to the Giants and then also lost A.J. Brown. And I do believe that uh, they have other injuries as well that they're going to have to deal with. So instead of resting players, they were trying to win the East and it kind of fell out from under them anyway. So a couple storylines here. I got the biggest question. Uh, biggest collapse, in your opinion, the Jacksonville Jaguars losing the South or the Philadelphia Eagles losing the East? Um... It's got to be the Jaguars. I mean, back, I think, December 13th or something, they had put something on their website, playoff tickets now available. <laughs> Call or get online or to purchase your playoff tickets, and here they are not in the playoffs. The the Jaguars, I mean, horrible division, right? 
mean, Houston, rookie quarterback, Indianapolis lost their quarterback, Tennessee changed quarterback. Like how you were, you were killing that division. Um, losing that. I hate it. I hate that. This, I'm going to say this, but Doug Peterson's on the hot seat and I hate it because he shouldn't be. This falls on the, the team, the players, the same players that were out there. And I know Trevor Lawrence had, you know, some injuries and was dealing with some stuff. He went, you know, he's a warrior. He went out there, but he wasn't a hundred percent. Um, but they've got defensive problems and they've probably got some offensive line problems. You know, the wide receivers were good. Um, T laws good. The, the running back situation is good. The offensive line is kind of eh. And that defense though, just continually got shredded, but they'll blame Peterson. And I don't think it's rightfully so this, this guy can coach they would be fools to get rid of Peterson, but you know how the NFL goes. I think Peterson starts off next year on the hot seat. I think, he, yeah, he he keeps his job, um, maybe starts off on the hot seat. I, I give the Jacksonville Jaguars the benefit of the doubt. They dealt with some injuries to Trevor Lawrence, maybe some regression. Maybe Trevor Lawrence isn't necessarily the man. But let's just talk about a team that was 10-1, and one, Sex Panther. And they ended with 11 wins. And that's the Philadelphia Eagles, who, if they didn't barely beat the Giants a few weeks back, would have lost six games in a row. They were one and five down the stretch. Uh, they barely beat the Bills in that in their in that 37-34. That was their last win, you know, other than that Giants game that was sandwiched in between. Uh, got manhandled by the Niners, got destroyed by the Cowboys, lost to Seattle. Barely beat the Giants, lost that one to the Cardinals, lost this one to the Giants. To me, the biggest choke job was the fucking Philadelphia Eagles. All they had, like, they were 10 and 1. They only had to win three of those games, and they get the top seed. Oh, my God, Sex Panther. I, I, how? How do you explain this? Their defense is just fucking atrocious. Well, that's how you explain it. Like we we had we kind of I don't want to say we saw it coming, but we had genuine concerns because their defense was and is so bad. And now look at this. Now, granted, they get till Monday to try and get healthy, but they're not going to. Jalen Hurts hurt his throwing hand in that last game. AJ Brown's hurt. DeAndre Swift is hurt. Like their defense is absolute trash, and now they're biggest stars their biggest weapons on the offense are injured they're i mean i'm not calling them you know, ruin future podcasts but eagles are in trouble man uh, they are they're really in trouble okay uh let's talk about a team that lost their starting quarterback uh guy that got traded to the new york jets and lasted all four snaps and they went on to make the playoffs uh green bay packers Jordan Love leads this team to the playoffs in his first season as a starter. Um, yeah, congrats, right? And and they get to take on Mike McCarthy in Dallas. Which I, terrible matchup facing Dallas in Dallas with the way that they've played this year. But if there's a team that could probably, I don't know, uh, upset the Cowboys because McCarthy is so fucking focused on beating them, it would probably be the Green Bay Packers. I mean, Packers are playing well, and Jordan Love, for the questions that we had about this kid, 
is playing phenomenally. I believe I'd have to look it in more detail, but I think he's only thrown one pick in his last six games. Like the, he he's been playing phenomenally. But you look at their recency. They beat the Bears. They beat the Vikings. They beat the Panthers by three. They lost to Tampa Bay. They lost to the Giants. Like, they're not going through murderer's row to get to the playoffs. They're four and five on the road. It's going to be a tough, tough task for them to go into Dallas, who's 8-0, undefeated, and win that game. But, like you said, if anybody's going to do it, I mean, I, I give the Packers a puncher's chance for sure. Yeah, I'm I'm glad the Rams were able to dodge that bullet. Uh, you know, I, listen, Detroit's going to be a tough matchup for them, but I, I'm not. I, <laughs> I'm fucking open my fucking playoffs in Dallas, where they've uh, um, just been absolutely un, unbeatable. Um, totally right, by the way. I'm looking at his stats, Sex Panther. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One interception over his last eight games to Jordan Love. Um, Phenomenal. And ended up throwing 11 on the season, but, uh, you know, a lot of those were front-loaded. He had a bad stretch of games when they had, they lost four in a row. And, uh, yeah, this this team kind of put things together and probably should have even been better. They lost that really close one to the Giants, 24-22. They lost a, um, a one-score game to Tampa Bay as well, one-score game to Pittsburgh, one-score game to Denver, one-score game to Las Vegas. This team easily could have been – Honestly, could have won the fucking North. <laughs> they could have won the North in the first year without Aaron Rodgers, and no one saw that coming. Uh, last story before we take the break is uh, congrats to Baker Mayfield, right? We, we you know, I mean, uh, I hate I hate the Cleveland Browns with Deshaun Watson as their quarterback. I'm rooting for them right now with Joe Flacco as their quarterback. I'll say that. Like, I'm rooting for the Cleveland Browns with Joe Flacco. I hate the Browns for fucking tossing Baker aside, for giving all this money to Deshaun Watson. They made the playoffs without Deshaun Watson, but here it is, Baker Mayfield. Uh, Tampa Bay's third straight division title. Uh, congrats, right? Absolutely. I think, you know, we've been kind of a... I wouldn't say I was a Baker fan, but I thought he got the raw end of the deal in Cleveland. And so that kind of gave me a soft spot for the guy. I want him to, you know, hit somewhere. Um, I would have liked him in L.A. had Stafford retired. But, you know, he obviously came back. Mayfield landing in Tampa Bay. I mean, a, a great spot. And I think he's done enough to, you know, earn that job long term. I hope Tampa Bay, you know, they were searching for somebody to replace Tom Brady Baker Mayfield, by no stretch, is old. Um, he's not a Hall of Famer, but he's good enough. And you look at a 4,000-yard season, was banging on the door, 30 tutties, and only threw 10 picks. I mean, I don't know what more you want from your, your quarterback if you're not going to have, you know, the the elite, the, the Patrick Mahomes of the NFL. They're just far and few between. Um, I, I'm rooting for Baker Mayfield, and I – I'll be rooting for him Monday night. Oh, totally. Um, I'm happy for the kid, and and I'm glad that he uh, got this. I liked him in a Rams uniform last year, and uh, it seemed like having having McVay uh, kind of coach him for a little bit. I think gave him his confidence back, and and he has some weapons in Tampa Bay. This isn't a, this is a team that just won a Super Bowl, and they were competitive. I know Tom Brady was their quarterback, but they were a fucking good team. And they, here they are. They they win the South and. Maybe make some noise in the playoffs. All right, we're going to take a quick break. After that, we'll bet some sports. It's been a while. 
Stay tuned. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are back, possibly never even left you. Yeah, it was, it was weird, like, you know, because I had all the travel stuff last week. So we recorded three episodes on Thursday, released one on Friday, released one uh, yesterday. And so this is the first time that we were really kind of sports betting, you know, on the show since Thursday, like looking at live lines and, and all that. Um, had a fucking long day of travel yesterday. Uh, I was in Colorado, of course, and got the notification that uh, my flight was canceled. Out of I had a direct flight from flight from Colorado to New Jersey that that got canceled because of the Max Nine the the uh, Boeing uh, issues that they're having with oh. planes, so they grounded uh, the flight that I was on because of that, and so um, then I had to get a flight from uh, Denver to Orlando and then Orlando up to New Jersey. So we ended up leaving the hotel. It was because Estes Park is about an hour and a half outside of Denver. So we ended up like leaving the hotel around like 10 a.m. Uh, and, and you know, so imagine like 12 p.m. Eastern, right? And we ended up getting home around 12.30 a.m. Eastern uh, the next day. So it was a long day for me and my family, but uh, it's good to be back, good to be sports betting. And we'll start off with the NBA where we do have a spattering of games, nothing much that I love. Uh, you uh, saw that uh, John Morant out for the season, right? John Morant out for the season, and well, you know what? Since you brought that up, we'll start there then. Um, Memphis Grizzle will go to Dallas, take on the Mavericks. I think you're seeing the e- immediate reaction um, in, the, in this Vegas line because if John Morant's playing, this line's probably Dallas minus two and a half, three and a half. But with we've seen the Grizzle without Ja, and it's not a pretty sight. I think we're going to go back to seeing that. So with Dallas... Kyrie's back. Luca's playing like an MVP. Um, they're pretty good at home. Not dominant, but Memphis without Ja. Just an absolute dumpster fire. I'll lay the eight and a half and bet the Mavericks here. 
Yeah, I'll give you some moral support. I'll lean Dallas with you. Um, I have this as a Dallas, like a seven point win, but that does not factor in uh, not having John Morant. So I think with that, it probably becomes like a 10 point game or so. Uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll lean Dallas here with you. A huge loss for Memphis Grizzlies. And yeah, I'm, I'm sure now John Morant will get some MVP votes when, when Memphis just completely tanks. They were, they were trending. They're almost, almost in the playoff picture once again with the way that Morant was playing, but he's done for the season. Uh, so uh, that team is done as well. All right. What else are you betting on? Well, let's take, you know, I, I like to bet against losers and Portland has been a loser. They're on the road going to New York, take on the Knicks. Trailblazers are 5-14 and 14 away from their, I guess, friendly confines. They've only won five games at home as well. But New York's been really good at home. They're 10-4 and four at home. 11.5 11. favorites here. You go through and, and look at Portland's recency. They beat Brooklyn a couple days ago. Yay. But before that, they lost by 36 uh, almost 30 again, and 21 before that. So Portland's ability to get murdered is absolutely there, especially on the road. I like the Knicks. I mean, 11 and a half is a lot, but the Trailblazers are fully capable of getting shit on. Give me New York minus the 11 and a half for 10 bucks. Yeah, 12 is best I'm going to get you, and I think you're still fine there. It's 12 and a half in a lot of books as well. Uh, New York, of course, they beat the Minnesota Timberwolves. Was that the the uh, New Year's Day game, I think? And since then, they've, they've beat the Bulls by 16. They stomped on the fucking 76ers in Philadelphia, uh, absolutely murdered the fucking Wizards, and now uh, take on the Blazers, and they're at home. Yeah, this should be a bloodbath. I'll lean New York with you. All right, last game up for me. Uh, we're going to look at Toronto going to the Lakers. You know, you and I huge fan of the Lakers. We we love LeBron James. Uh, somehow, they beat the Clippers. Um, it was called a home game. Like they played on the same fucking venue, but whatever. I, I we'll call that a fluke because the Lakers are not good. Now they are twelve and six at home. Um, eighteen and nineteen overall. Anthony Davis and LeBron James have been doing everything they can to carry this team. It really is. No fault of their own. They have both stayed healthy, and they have both played extremely well. They're getting no help anywhere else. Toronto, they kind of know who they are now. They had to kind of get over those trades and find their their uh, rhythm with their new additions. They've won three of their last four, including wins over Cleveland and Golden State at Golden State. Um, they're 6-12 and 12 on the road, so they're not a great road team, but the Lakers just aren't that good. I'm getting four and a half points. I will take them. Give me the Raptors plus the four and a half for 10 bucks. Uh, more than just moral support here. I'm betting one game. We'll get five. We can get five. Uh, so we'll take five on the Toronto Raptors here. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. Listen, they're not a great road team, but recently they've been playing better on the road. A really big win over the Golden State Warriors. Um, yeah, I don't know if you saw the interview with LeBron where he said, oh, we suck right now and that in-season tournament really shouldn't fucking matter and account. Like, totally agree with you. <laughs> You guys have a fucking banner for that, guys. Yay. Um, man, this Lakers team is is kind of uh, in a mess right now. Uh, but they were kind of a mess last year, and then they got it together and made a, a run to the Western Conference Finals. So not burying dirt on the Lakers. No fucking planting flags here that they're dead or anything like that. But uh, I think they're vulnerable to this Raptors team. So, yeah, $10 bet on Toronto. Those are the only games I'm betting on. Um, you betting on the other two? Uh, no, that, that Orlando Timberwolves game should be a good one. Um, 
probably lean the magic in that one, getting the five. And um, yeah, the just too many points for the Kings on the road, even though the Pistons are, are pretty terrible. So yeah, I'm, I'm off both those games. I was looking. I was eyeballing Orlando until I saw like half their half their roster is out until the twelfth. I'm like, yeah. And the line's getting worse. It was four and a half when we started this podcast. It's already up to five and a half. So off that one, probably would lean Sacramento, but on the road, too many points. So uh, some agreement there. On to the ice. Let's do it. I yeah. I'm I'm betting three. We got a pretty full slate. I'm betting three. Let's start off with Anaheim going to Nashville. Uh, currently, the Ducks have gone back to suck. They are absolutely horrible. Can't score. Can't play defense. Can't do anything. They're in the midst of a losing streak. I see five. It could be worse. But they haven't scored more than two goals in any of those games. Uh, going against Nashville. I almost thought about alt-lining this or puck-lining this. But if you go through look at Nashville's recency... They're not blowing anybody out. They they beat Dallas four to three. They lost to Calgary. They did beat the Blackhawks three to nothing, but they beat Washington three to two in a shootout, and they lost to Detroit five to four. I couldn't do it, so I just got to eat the chalk minus two and a quarter. Give me Nashville for ten bucks. Yeah, I totally agree. I'll I'll lean the Predators with you. Uh, you can get plus one twelve on that puck line if you're so willing to bet the puck line there. But you know, um, yeah, uh, don't uh, don't don't you know risk that i would say i would say just do the minus 220 so yeah more support lean on the predators next spot is going to calgary a little bit of the same thing here ottawa is playing absolutely horrible calgary is playing pretty decent you know ottawa has lost four of their last five they did get one win against buffalo same situation though really struggling to put the puck in the net um calgary's coming off you know, a long road trip, four road games, lost their last two to Philadelphia and Chicago. But I think Calgary is the, well, I don't think it. I know Calgary is a better team, especially at home. So I'll take the Calgary Flames. I'm seeing minus 140 for 10 bucks. Yeah, moral support here as well. Get to minus 130 is the best we can get on that one. So um, that's what you do there. And I, yeah, some sports books have gotten this line gotten worse since opening. Some of them have it getting better. So, yeah, it's, it's a little weird to me, but yeah, I'll, I'll lean Calgary with you. All right, last game up for me, Boston going to Arizona, take on the Coyotes. You know, we've talked about how good the Coyotes are at home, but all of a sudden, they're not. They've lost three straight games at home, total a total four goals scored in those three games, and they've given up 15. So they've been outscored 15-4 to four in their last three games. Going against a Boston team that did just play last night. Uh, tough, tough battle. Lost that game at Colorado in a shootout. But I don't think that matters in the back-to-back or, you know, the overtime. I think that Colorado, or excuse me, Boston is the better team. I will eat the 155 and put 10 bucks on the Bruins. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, 146 is the best I can get you there. So uh, give you some moral support. And I do think the Bruins get it done. That's all I've got for hockey. What are you betting? Oh, let's see. Let's look at the Seattle Kraken on the road at Buffalo. I have this Seattle minus 105. I think the Kraken are playing some really good hockey right now. One of the hottest teams. And uh, I think they get it done in Buffalo. So $10 bet on the Kraken. 
Yeah, they are red hot. Most of that is about their defense. I mean, they've given up two, one, one, zero, and one in their last five games. That's what, five goals in five games. That's pretty stingy defense. Buffalo coming off of a three-game road trip. They did win their last two, quite convincingly, nine to two, a combined score in those two games. I just kind of like Buffalo at home, but this was a coin flip game. I really couldn't get to a side, so I'm just leaning Buffalo. All right, team that's lost five games in a row, but three of those were home games, and we know this team likes to play on the road, is the Los Angeles Kings. They are heading to Tampa Bay to take on the Lightning, a Lightning team that's, eh, they're okay. Uh, pretty good home team, but I think that there's some value here on betting the Kings. It's, well, it's dropping now. It's Now it's minus 110. Oof. Uh, Vegas agrees. $10 bet on Los Angeles. Uh, I mean, the Kings can't lose them all, right? But, man, they are defensively, it's, it's kind of been where they're, problem is they've given up four four three 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 i mean they're giving up a shit ton of goals they got to shore that up their offense has been okay um but tampa bay has been bipolar we like them but we don't love them we don't hate them they're just kind of there um they're really good at home we know la is really good on the road but because la's been playing so bad i couldn't do it. i'll give you moral support on the kings but i i have no faith in this team right now all right, let's see. Uh, which of your three hockey games do you like the best? This is it the Predators over the Ducks? Um, Yeah, they're at home. Okay, so we'll take the, the Predators. Chalky, it's... Yeah, it's chalky, but we'll take the Predators. In the NBA, uh, we have the Raptors we agreed on, and then um, Dallas, right? Dallas. So you're... Parlay will be the Dallas Mavs over the Memphis Grizzle minus eight and a half. Uh, we do have the Toronto Raptors plus five against the Lakers and then the Nashville Predators over there in the ice minus 220. And that will do it on this Tuesday. Back again tomorrow. Uh, don't know when we'll record because Panther might take off again because of weather. So we'll figure it out. But uh, until then, Panther, take us home. Yeah, kind of interested if any of you guys are out there in that Midwest and going to get hit with all this shit. But I know where I normally go, they're supposed to be getting 12 to 14 inches. And I don't like that. Not not one bit. So uh, shout out to Homer J. Simpson, Tilted Lines, Unity Knowledge. I know Bucket Getters popped in for a few uh, for listening to us live. But um, you guys can listen to us live or just hang out with us. Join our Discord. Join the Asylum. Come in here. Shoot the shit with us. Call us out by name. We'll holler right back. But most oh, whoa, importantly... Whoa. Did you, did you invite the two oh, yeah. new guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I was, I was invite. I was sorry. Catching. <laughs> no, you're good. Shafted sixty nine and B Brett seven one one five. They joined us yesterday, so we want to welcome them as well for uh, coming in. They're here. I don't know if I saw them shoot the shit with us, but they're here, and we like it. Like to have new DJs. So um, let us know what you guys did yesterday. What you're doing today? When it's all said and done, kids, let's make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace. <laughs>